Continuing on one of the two themes I spoke on yesterday, uh, Brahmachari life, surrendered life in Krishna's service. Of course, I think Radha Gopinath Prabhu not, not a brahmachari, vanaprastha, actually. He's had his material enjoyment. Family, children, everything. I think you haven't seen them for years now. You left home about, what, 12 years ago? Five years. Five years? No, more than that. More. You didn't see them for five years, but you left home. Yeah, more, more than ten. Yeah. Around ten years. About ten years ago, yeah. So that's the old... Tradition respected in India. Less and less are doing it now. That in old age, Aranyam Tainagantavyam, go to the forest, leave home. Less are doing it, more sitting at home and watching television, spoiling their life. And now they now they're getting thrown into these so called Vrid Ashrams. Which in the West you can see the old age homes, they have states. Sponsor because the young people, the same here now, they don't want to look after their elderly parents. So it's just like hell. It's the, They're preparing to go to hell and they get uh, trained up. No one cares for them. Horrible life. So, what do you think is better? Family life or sadhu life? Obviously, the sadhu life. Otherwise, you could go home. I don't know if they'd take you now, <laughs> but uh, you chose this life. And the brahmacharis have chosen this life. As people, some people will tell you as you go door to door, office to office, why are you doing this? You, sh- you could be, in some people say, I- I'll give you a job. Why are you spoiling your life? You can be a sadhu in your old age. You, Muradida Das, you could have been a great success in the material world. Why are you spoiling your life? But a devotee's vision is different. He sees the materialistic people simply wasting their time. This is how Sukadev Goswami greeted Parikshit Maharaj. Very nice you've come here. Because all the materialistic people who you just left, they spend their nights in sleeping or in sexual indulgence and their days in uh, maintaining their bodies, getting money, and maintaining their family members. This is their whole life goes like that. So, it's a good thing to do in young age. People say, people say to you, it's, it's too early for spiritual life. You can say, well, actually, I think it's too late. I should have come. I, I wasted 18 years of my life or 20 years of my life. And uh, at least I'm just making up for all those years I wasted. You can tell them like, like that. And they think you're completely mad. It's a different perspective completely. The materialists and the... Devotees. What's that verse in Bhagavad Gita regarding that? 
What is day for the materialists? Yanisha Sarvabhutanam Yatasyam Jagarti Sanyami Sanisha Okay, very good. Day and night. What they see, just like uh, there's a saying written by an English poet. It's not exactly the same, but he said, we both read the Bible day and night, but where you see black, I see white. In other words, they're both reading the Bible, but they both get a different idea out of it. So materialists and devotees, they both see the world, but they see it differently. Devotee sees the world as a place to serve Krishna, and materialist sees the world as a place for him to enjoy. But actually devotees are living a very, even from the materialistic point of view, we lead an enjoyable life. We're not trying to get comfort. But, you see, we have cars, we have much better food than the materialists eat, actually. Especially in the West. Up to now, still in India, there's some cooking culture. But in the West, it's all frozen, canned, baked, or people buy for... You'll find that in India now also, people, they don't cook at home. They just they take food or they have it brought to them, pizza. Then they get cancer after some time. Usually that's what happens, because the food is so bad, actually. There's so many diseases, modern diseases. But so devotees take nice food and you see nice people to live with. Devotees are nice. Is a, those who are working in some company, they know how uh, materialistic people, they can be very mean, very mean and nasty. Yeah. And you see, you're going on a tour, traveling around Saurashtra, see the world, dunia deko. <laughs> of course, it's not that exciting to see one town after another, but... It's also interesting, even from the material point of view. Go to this place, that place. Everywhere people are greeting us nicely. So even from the material point of view, it's enjoyable life. So the Brahmachai life, the essence of that is just be simple. Don't Materially, don't collect more things than you need. For our service, we may need something. Just like I have a laptop, which is still in India considered something quite prestigious. Of course, it's about four years old now, which is quite old for a laptop. But I just use it for my service, that's all. If I didn't need it for service, I'd, I'd be very happy to throw it out the window and never see it again. I don't need it, but just for, for service, that's all. So don't, don't collect more, you see, the people... In the modern age, it's, people have a collecting disease. You, if you go in the Western countries, or even the Indians you see in Dubai and places like that, just open the cupboard and it's full of all things that they, they bought or someone gave them and then they used it once maybe and then they, they're just stuck in the cupboard and remains there. They buy so many things. People, people may want to give you things. Don't take it if you don't need it. Keep life simple. People, so many people offer me cell phones, iPods, this, that. I don't, don't need it. Don't take it. Keep, it. keep it simple. Keep life simple. Otherwise, unnecessary complications. Just like you see, a car, it's good. We need for traveling and preaching, but definitely some complications. Yesterday, 
inevitably the car became, uh, it broke down. That always happens. Computer also, it's just, a, it's good in some ways, but it's always a headache. Always something goes wrong. As the saying goes, to err is human, but if you really want to mess things up, get a computer. You don't understand that. To err means to make a mistake. Is human, but if you really want to mess things up, get a computer. A computer, they can... Just like sometimes you'll find that someone gets a bill, their phone bill comes for like 27 crores or something. It's a computer error. <laughs> and then... <laughs> You know, and then they can't find out what's wrong and they're ready to put the person in prison. Ah, how can you have a 27 crore phone bill? But, but uh, these kind of things happen. So keep life simple. Uh, we meet many people, devotees are preaching in the modern world and meeting so many people. But keep close association with devotees. Don't become very close to materialistic people. Young girls in the modern age are different to what they used to be. Yesterday I was discussing with Guru Das. How, uh, my godbrother Tribhuvanath Prabhu, who is famous for his pure devotion to Krishna, he passed away now. So he was. He told me I was doing about. I think it was nineteen. Yeah, it would have been nineteen seventy-seven. Yeah, he was traveling in Saurashtra. And he said he hardly ever saw any women. On the, they, they wouldn't be on the street. And if you go in a house, they'd all vanish. They'd go in the women's quarters. And we saw that yesterday. We went to the Rajubai, I think it is. Paris. 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 Yeah. That uh, we went in the house and we, we did Kirtan for a few minutes and then we came out. And it's only when we were leaving that we noticed that we were, there were women. They were hidden in the back room. You see, they were hiding themselves away. Though the modern girls are a little different. So they, they, they come very close. And actually, they shouldn't do that. But they don't know. It's the modern culture. They're trained differently. The culture is completely different. Actually, they come around me. You, I don't like to say to them, I, but someone could say to them, just, you know, you should, one of you could say, just move back a little bit. Because they don't know. And one of you could say, I, I don't appear too harsh to them. So, that can be a problem also because we're for brahmacharis, that women in the modern age, they don't know the proper culture. Women means, from, a, from the beginning of life practically, they're called mother. So, they're considered a woman even from the youngest age. Of course, nowadays, if you call any woman less than 60 mother, they become upset. Why are you calling me a mother? <laughs> but the old culture is, is that from the beginning, from the very beginning of life, they're called that. So, we want to introduce all these things, but it may take some time. Even in our own societies of devotees, it's often... We often like, go along with the culture to some extent. You just can't expect everyone to change overnight. But uh, gradually we want to introduce that culture. But in the meantime, the, the brahmacharis, it's, it's, the world is not what it used to be. So it can be somewhat difficult from that perspective because people don't know how to behave. Still India is the best place. 
for brahmachari life. It, we don't find hardly any long-term brahmacharis in the West, very few, who've remained in service throughout their lives. There are some. Probably most of them took sannyas. Uh, and a few remained just brahmacharis. I say just brahmacharis, there's nothing wrong with that, but I mean, it's a simple designation compared to Sanya. So India, at least, still up to now, people understand and the, the culture is fostering that, helps. So, yeah, live simply, live happily. Keep away from the girls. You don't have to be impolite or rude, but just keep your distance. Be careful. In the modern age, you don't know going door to door. You have to be very careful. Sometimes it happens in the West. It's quite often, and it may happen in India, with the horrible imitation of all the worst things in the West. That the women invite you in, and they have the wrong idea. They they see a healthy young man, and they're just prostitutes actually. Although they're supposed to be housewives, and uh, they want to enjoy. So be careful. Be very careful. Live simply. Live happily. There are some austerities, no doubt. But the difficulties of brahmacharya life, they're nothing like the difficulties of family life. <laughs> the difficulties of fa- In some ways it may seem better. You see, you go in someone's house and you see they have, oh, everything's nice. The wife is cooking. They have a fridge. And everything's neat. And they... And, not only they don't get, they don't have to get up early in the morning, but that's your prison. <laughs> that's the prison of Maya, and to uh, it may seem nice that it's all very comfortable. Maybe it's more comfortable compared to Brahmacharya life, but the anxiety and the tension and the, the material attachment that goes with that—it's it just makes life uh, much less happy, actually. We see even our devotee, Grihastas. Maybe serious devotees, but it's a very difficult life, especially in the modern age. It's city life, working hard, so much anxiety. They have a job. Anytime they can be told, you no longer have a job. <laughs> so, be content. We find... Many times that the devotee grihastas who are previously brahmacharis, they, they look back and they, oh, and they say, that was the best time of my life. <laughs> so we're thinking, oh, difficult, this, that, this, all right. Just tolerate it. The difficulty may be there, but tolerate that. Go on with our service. This, uh, as I was saying yesterday, just by doing this service, Definitely we'll get the mercy of Srila Prabhupada by just trying to do something to contribute to the Sankirtan movement. It's not that everyone is going to be or has to be a great Ashtol Tarashata Sri Srimad. It's not that everyone has to be like that. And It's not necessarily that Krishna appreciates more devotees who are Big and famous, that's another material desire, to be big and famous. And that, that may be there. It may, it may happen that one has to take that role in service. 
But one shouldn't be attached to that. Rajendra Nandan Maharaj, those of you from South India, you know him. He told me he was temple commander at Krishna Balaram Temple in Vrindavan sh shortly after it opened, for about a year or two. So no, maybe a year. And then Prabhupada Swami took him to Malaysia for opening the preaching in Malaysia. He's from Malaysia. They took Prabhupada's blessing. No, that was uh, let me see. That was after just after Prabhupada left, they went to Malaysia because Prabhupada Swami told, told me this many times. He was he had been on the BBT Library Party. They, they were going. First of all, they did it in America. They Prabhupada, he was bringing out the volumes of Bhagavatam, and they would go to the professors in America and to the libraries, especially in the universities, and they get the people to take whatever books they had and a standing order. That means whatever books new come, they'll send it to them. In this way. Many universities in America, they have libraries of Prabhupada's books. And people are reading them now and becoming devotees. So that was started in uh, India by Gargamuni Swami and some of the devotees. The two Vishnu brothers from Iskon, England, Prabhupada Vishnu and Mahavishnu, they came and they were in... And there were a few other devotees who were doing that in India. Vyasaki, Satyanarayan, Mahabodhi... Uh, Beer Singer, who's now Bhakti Vigna Vinashra Narasimha Swami, uh, Abhinandan, a few others that were going around in India. So, in the course of uh, going around India, Prabhupada Vishnu, at that time he was a Brahmachari, actually. He, uh, he went to Bangladesh and he found those very good possibility for preaching there. So he went to Prabhupada. Uh, after they'd covered most of the major... I actually joined that party for about a month, but the work was practically finished at that time. I came to India with the desire to join that party, but the, the work was finished. It, so many colleges came up later. Actually, it could be done again, but the, uh, at that time there weren't so many colleges. So... Uh, yeah, then Prabhupada Brahmacharya at that time, went to Prabhupada and asked for his blessings for preaching in Bangladesh. So Prabhupada quoted Michael Madhusudan Datta, a Bengali, sounds like a Christian, poet, Hare Krishna, and said to him, you should preach with the courage of an Englishman and the heart of a Bengali mother. So Michael Madhusudan Datta said this about one benefactor of his, that you have a courage of an English man at the heart of a Bengali mother. And at that time, Prabhupada gave him his garland as a blessing. Then again, um, after some time, Prabhupada started the preaching there in Bangladesh. And then he wanted to open up some new field. So he wanted to open up in Nepal. And again, Prabhupada gave his blessing and gave him his garland. And then shortly after Prabhupada left, Vrajendra Kumar was his pre-sanyasana. So he was from Malaysia, but he was serving in Iskon Vrindavan and Prabhupada Vishnu, Brahmachari at that time. I don't know if he'd taken, he took sanyas shortly after Prabhupada left. Huh. So, uh, He's, Prabhupada Vishnu said, well, you should 
come with me to Malaysia. He wanted to start some new preaching fields in that area. So let's go to Malaysia and do something. He, of course, Prabhupada and Rajendra, he knew him from England. Rajendra Kumar joined in England. He was studying the Shubhag. He was also Shubhag Swami now. He preached to him when he first came. He was the only, Shubhag was the only one in, he was the, he was Iskon Birmingham. <laughs> he was the one devotee there in Birmingham, which is the, I think it's the second biggest city in England. So then uh, they went to uh, Prabhupada and, and uh, Virgendra Kumar, they went to Prabhupada Samadhi, which at that time was, there was nothing. There was no building. It was just the, the land. Maybe there was some small structure. And they prayed for Prabhupada's blessings to go to Malaysia and preach. At that time, the Pujari came and gave the garland. <laughs> so three times Prabhupada Gave the garland himself. Anyway, I was talking about Rajendra Kumar. He was the uh, temple commander at Iskon Vrindavan. And one time, unexpectedly, without advance warning, Prabhupada came and inspected the brahmachari quarters, which would be a nightmare for most brahmacharis, I guess. Because usually, brahmacharis are very, uh, very seriously following the statement in Srimad Bhagavatam that in Kali Yuga, the brahmachari ashrams will be extremely dirty. Because brahmachari is supposed to be clean. But devotees are very seriously following the Bhagavatam. <laughs> anyway, there was nothing happened like that, as far as I know. But uh, Prabhupada saw the brahmachari ashram and said, Oh, this is very nice. I said, I'd like to come and live with you in the brahmachari ashram. But I have to maintain my position. Prabhupada said. Prabhupada had his quarters, you've seen in Vrindavan, the uh, quite big quarters, and he would receive people, and then people would be impressed. He's, see, this is the Acharya. So Prabhupada said, I have to maintain my position. So Prabhupada took that position for preaching, that the position of the Acharya. But personally, he liked to live very simply. Prabhupada was very happy in Early 1977, January, February 1977, he spent, I think, two or three weeks in Bhubaneswar, in a, in a mud hut, you can still see that. There's nothing there, it was just open land. The, the whole city hadn't developed, the national highway was there, and the, there was just open land, and there was a small hut, a room half this size, Prabhupada was living in, and there was a hand pump outside. That's all. Prabhupada was very happy to live like this. He had opulent quarters in Los Angeles, New York, London, Melbourne, so many places. Prabhupada was very happy to live like that. So that point that we may get some facility by the grace of Krishna, but that's only for his service. Otherwise, for ourselves, we, we should not desire any position or this is how we should live and we should preach. Otherwise, it can be very dangerous to get position, power, prestige, and think I'm a very big person and this and that. I have so many facilities. People respect you. So better to be simple. Actually, it's difficult to understand sometimes 
where to keep the balance. I mean, probably I should dress better than I do, being an ISKCON sannyasi and ISKCON being a respected movement. I should probably, you know, see like many of our sannyasis, they're very nicely dressed and these people expect that's like very prestigious like that. So, uh, yeah, for preaching, you see, you can, we may have to show some opulence. Like Prabhupada said, in the, in the early days of our movement, the, 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 the devotees were hippies in the Western world. They didn't have any money. and They used to have like the worst vehicle that no American would even dream of looking at, let alone driving in. Those are the kind of vehicles. But then later on, Prabhupada said, not to keep old vehicles. When there was money coming in, Prabhupada said, keep good new vehicles. Don't keep beaten up old vehicles. So, we should have good things for Krishna's service. And materialistic people, they feel comfortable in uh, opulent surroundings. You see, as an example, Bhakti Charu Swami, he's, you know, he's very sophisticated and he makes facility. People can come and see him. They sit in nice place. And they feel comfortable in that atmosphere. And he attracts many very sophisticated people like that. So that can be used in Krishna's service. But for ourselves, we should be content to be very simple. Yeah, but like I say, it can be difficult to know which side to go. Because sometimes if you, sometimes if you look very opulent, people will think, what kind of a sadhu is that? And then if you're very simple, people think, oh, he's just a beggar. They not take you seriously. <laughs> so it can be difficult to know what's it. Jananda Goswami, who shortly before he took sannyas, he told me he was he'd lost his shoes, which were anyway only these simple thongs. Lost means someone stole them. He was in so he's going in Navadvip with no shoes and his dhoti was torn and he was like that also. He doesn't care for any good clothing or anything. And people were appreciating like anything. Oh, sadhu, someone called out. They really appreciated it. Whereas somewhere else, if you go, they'll they'll say, oh, what's this beggar? Get him out. They won't even look at you. So it can be difficult to say. In in the Western country, it depends. In the Protestant countries, if they see opulent, opulence for... uh, holy men or religious men, they, they become very suspicious. Whereas in the Catholic countries, then they become very respectful. So, we should do what is required for preaching, that's all. Of course, in India, people tend to be somewhat open. And However, you're dressed, the, 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 the saffron cloth especially, people think, oh, that's something respect, respectable. They tend to take that seriously. So, Prabhupada said about Giriraj Maharaj, he was also a Brahmacharya, he took sannyas shortly after Prabhupada left. And he said, you should, he said to him, you should dress more nicely. He said, but anyway, even if you don't dress nicely, he said, because you're a leader, you see, you should dress more nicely. Prabhupada said, well, even if you don't dress nicely, people will respect because you're the leader. Like that. So, exactly what to do, how to live, we just have to see what is 
favorable for our devotional service. Gorki Shodas Babaji Maharaj, who was Sakshad Vairagya Murti, the very, how to say that in English, it means directly the form of non-attachment. He was renunciation personified, that's it, how to say it. So once he came, I believe it was to, he used to come to Bhaktivinoda's residence and listen to him. Listen to Bhaktivinoda, even though Bhaktivinoda was, a, from an external point of view, a materialistic person. But Gorky Shodas Babaji Maharaj understood his Bhaktivinoda's value, spiritual value. So once Gorky came, dressed up with very fancy cloth, nice dhoti, expensive chadar, all this. And, What's going on? What happened to Babaji Maharaj? <laughs> And he said, I think it's better to dress like this and follow the principles of devotional service than dress as a Babaji. All these Babajis, they all have women and they're all just cheating. So he says, it's better to be like this than to be like that and cheat. He said, so he was making a point like that. That was only one time. He didn't go all the time like that. Just to make the point, if you want, if you want to have an opulent life, no one's saying no. Some people they're attracted to that, and they can be devotees also. We're not against. If people want to have an opulent life, all right, you can live comfortably. We don't say chant Hare Krishna. No, no bar. But if you want to be a brahmachari, then live simply. That's all. And if whatever is necessary, we can accept for devotional service. That's all. Don't accept anything more than we need. Otherwise, it just becomes physically a burden and then it becomes mentally a, an attachment. And it can, we can have the bad habit of just accumulating. Atyahara, the first, the first uh, fault that destroys devotional service is just unnecessarily accumulating so many things. All right, Hare Krishna, any question please? Comment. Uh, we find Brahmachari life uh, proper engagement for Brahmachari. So how we can proper uh, engagement is any engagement. Well, probably cancelling grihastas and that may not be such a good engagement for you. But otherwise, whatever's there. Of course, Brahmacharis mostly they may be engaged in preaching and distribution, all these things. But there are so many engagements. There may be pujaris, cooks, cleaners. They may go and meet the city officials to get permission. For... Brahmachari means just do the needful, whatever, whatever the engagement is. A long-time brahmachari pujari, that's also very nice. It's much appreciated in Mayapur. Prabhupada, even at that time, he said these are these twins are perfect brahmacharis. In England also, there's one uh, Prabhupada disciple. He's been a pujari there at Bhaktivedanta Manor since as long as anyone can remember. Jivapati. Hardly talks to anyone, just does his service, day in, day out. Like that. I think one time he spoke something and everyone was so shocked they almost fainted. He gave a, he gave a talk or something on Prabhupada's disappearance day. Just does his service. None like that. That's also very nice. Whatever, whatever the service is. 
Of course, preaching is very suitable for brahmacharis. Harinam, festivals, book distribution. Study Shastra. Yeah, anything else? In our school, we are preparing this. You said this baking item we should not take. Taking what? Baking items, cake items. Cake? I say, yeah, I say, but who am I? I say cake shouldn't be. Well, the thing is that Prabhupada wanted to introduce Vedic culture to the West, but Mm -hmm. instead it seems that Via Iskon, much of Western culture is being introduced to India. So, better to give this better culture to the world rather than do it round the other way. I mean, it's not the worst crime in the world that cakes are served. But there's there's a traditional Indian system making cakes also. Steamed cakes. You don't see so much in Gujarat. Gujarat the Dokla is also, but that's uh, Dokla Idli. It's the same principle. That sweet cakes you get like that in Bengal, Orissa. It's very common. Yeah, Orissa like that. Here on this side, yeah, you get Dokla, Kaman. And then in South India, there's Idlis. Yeah. Like that. You heard. That means, that means you're a rishi. And you, <laughs> there was this sound was in the ether, and you heard it. Mantra You heard from Tamal Krishna. Well, that's a very good source. I mean, that's a good. Uh, yeah, that's a good source, Tamal Krishna. Don't you have that? Swadhyaya, yeah. So, but now, so much service to do preaching is difficult. No, but we have to take time for reading also. I mean, I've been busy all my life in various activities in Prabhupada's service, but I forcefully took out time for reading. I was town president in in Bangkok. It's so many things to do. It's like, when you're town president, it's unending. You could, you could go on 24 hours. It's always... There are always things to do. But I just locked, I, I went in my room, which was my office, come residence and everything, and uh, took the phone off the hook, because in those days there were phones, you know, you know those things? Yeah. Before there were cell phones. There were the round ones, like that. Like that. Took the phone off the hook. And from 2 o'clock to 3 o'clock, every afternoon, I'd read. It doesn't matter. You know, unless the building was on fire, <laughs> I'd just read. That's all. There's always this crisis. This has to be done. That has to be done. That was my rule. I made my self-made rule. So I used to do that. But you may have to have some determination to do that. When I first joined in England, I was told that reading was maya. <laughs> should just do service just an excuse to go to sleep which in many cases I don't, know if it, I don't know if it was an excuse but because devotees generally didn't sleep much in those days uh, it was difficult to sleep also because someone would come in late from preaching about 12 o'clock they'd come in from this go to meet different Indian people in the city they'd come in 
and disturb you, and then someone else will be up at two o'clock, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, <laughs> chanting there around. It's very difficult to sleep at all. And you won't expect it to sleep much more than five hours anyway. So, uh, generally when devotees read, it just meant they, they, uh, the lights went out. They, they snoozed, so. But anyway, I, I didn't, I wasn't rebellious in those days. But um, I just used to read anyway because I found this is my this is spiritual food that I need. I used to, I used to, uh, I was put in charge of the book room at one point. I used to lock myself in there. And people were thinking, they'd be looking for me to get books, thinking I was outside. But I was locked inside reading. Or then I'd be out on book distribution and I'd just go and uh, sit on a park bench and read. Or if it was raining, I'd go in a church. Church is very quiet. No one ever goes there. <laughs> and uh, you know, I'd read. And like that, one hour. One hour is good. If you read one hour every day in this way, within a few years, I'd read all the Bhagavatams many times, actually. I went through again, Bhagavatam, Chaitanya, Chaitanya. I went through again, and I think seven times, maybe eight times, something like that. So, many a drop weareth away the stone, is an English saying. If you have a stone and there's water dripping, drop, 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 drop. Gradually, there'll be uh, the stone will become worn away. You'll see some. The, the stone has started, what's the word? There's some indentation. Hole, yeah, hole, a whole hole could come. So like that. Gradually, you can read. And. Uh, yeah, it's actually very difficult if we just try to study all day. One of my godbrothers, who's, uh, he was had so much service. This was in England in 1975 or 6. So much service. He was finding it difficult. And he just, he asked the term president, look, whatever I'm doing, just, just cut me out. I'll just sit and read. And for two days he was sitting and reading all day, and on the third day he started to become very sleepy. It's difficult to have that taste. When I first joined our GPC was Hansa Dutta, Prabhu. So he said, because devotees would often ask about that, you need more time for reading and chanting, you have so much service. He said, any devotee who wants, they can read and chant all day. You have permission. You don't do anything else. But no sleeping. Mm. If you start to sleep, then back to service. Mm. He said, but there's not one of you here can do that. So we need service. We need to read also. Keeping the balance is difficult because there's always so much service. But, yeah. Swadhyay. Swa. Something we have to do by ourselves. We may have to take the time out to do it. It's important. Should be done. Service should not be neglected. But that's also an important service. To study the books. Anything else? Well, only we have three devotees from the book distribution door to door. So we have an experience. Can I speak? You want to tell an experience? Yeah, please tell us. <laughs> speak a little loudly. 
so I can three devotees, uh, so I can be heard. And we three went to door to door book distribution. Yeah. So in one flat we are distributing these books. So we are knocking on door. So Mataji she came. So she was wearing. Uh, she was about fifty uh, years old. Yeah. So very old lady. She was she was wearing a tight T-shirt mm-hmm. and small trousers. Shorts, yeah. Shorts. So, Nilesh Prabhu was giving this uh, Gita. Uh, see this Gita, see this Krishna. That time she was very proud to say that I am Brahmana. So, I am Brahmin woman. So, I don't want to read this. I have read all these books. So, I don't want to read these books. So, such, uh, this I want to say that even Brahmanas, they are doing like this. No? So, behind this, uh, uh, her husband came. So he was wearing copian and he was wearing this proper panjagatsha and everything. So we want to say this experience. He was he was dressed like a brahmin and she was dressed like a prostitute. <laughs> so her head was more than fifty. Yeah, she wanted to pretend she was a. Pretty young girl. <laughs> well, she will be in the next life. Pretty young she camel or she pig or something like that. All the young pigs will be, oh, what a beautiful young pig. Most beautiful female pig I ever saw. Oh, amazing. All the, all the young boy pigs will be dreaming of her. <laughs> so beautiful or, or maybe the most beautiful female camel in the whole of Rajasthan <laughs> all, all the male camels she'll have a swayangbar <laughs> all the male camels will be, be looking and lusting after her Hare Krishna. All glories to Srila Prabhupada. You see, there's the. Sounded like the donkey. I think. No, it wasn't a donkey. It sounded like that. In Anand, that's the Gujarat capital of donkeys. So many donkeys wandering the streets in Anand. And you hear them. Making their. Many in Valsad also. They make their. Their kirtan. <laughs> Lots of noise to make. They start off with a big kirtan and they say, no one's listening to me. And then they go quiet. 